Hello and welcome to Wildly Human, where we navigate embracing and embodying our 100% divinity and 100% human. I'm your host, Heather Gale, and welcome to the first episode. I have to tell you that trying to think of a first episode for a podcast is not easy. I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do, how I wanted to start things off. And so I decided to take a training that I did, a masterclass, and put the recording together and have that be the first episode. So in this training, we talk about what is trauma? Like, what is it actually? Because there's so many definitions floating around out there. So what actually is it? And how do we know whether or not our trauma is healed? And this particular training is about talking about trauma. And I say like telling your story, but telling your trauma story, telling what happened to you, the experience, to other people, the effects of that on yourself, on other people, and how to know if you're healed enough to actually tell this story. Because your story is so important. Like we as humans are connected through stories. But how do you want to connect with people? Do you want to connect with them through their traumas, through negativity, or do you want to connect with them from an empowered, sovereign place? And of course, how do you heal trauma? That's the big question, right? How do you heal trauma? So I hope you really enjoy this training. Hello, my name is Heather Gale, body image and embodiment coach, and welcome to turning your mess into your message so that you can tell your story from a place of empowerment. And this is just so crucial because we as humans were social and relational beings. We connect through stories. And so whether you wanna tell your story to the masses, or whether you want to tell your story to your friends or your family, we want to make sure that you are telling it from an empowering place. So turning your mess into your message. We hear this all the time. We hear that telling your story is healing, but the truth is that's actually not always the case. I know plot twist, but hear me out, okay? We constantly see, see people online telling their stories from an unhealed place. And your story and your truth are so important. And it's really important to tell your story from your truth versus your trauma body. When we speak from our trauma body, that is not the truth of you. That is an experience. And while that experience did happen and it's valid, it is not 
who you are at your core. It is not, right? Our experiences do not make who we are at our core. Their experiences, their lessons. And this isn't to invalidate anything you've been through in life. This is just, we want to make sure that you have a healthy connection with yourself, with other people. I'll talk more about that later. We want to make sure that you are telling your story, your experiences from the truth of who you are, from your heart, from your soul, and not from your wounds. Because when we create from wound, we just create more wound. And this is, like I said, either whether you want to talk to the masses, whether you're talking to your friends, your story and experiences are important. And it's also important not to hurt yourself and other people in the process. Saying trigger warning is not enough. We are going to cover what is trauma, the effects of telling your story, your trauma story before the trauma is healed, how to heal trauma, and how to tell if you're healed enough to tell your story from an empowered place. Okay, so we're we're covering a lot. Uh, grab your notebooks, grab some water, whatever you want to do, because we are getting into it. So, what is trauma? There are many definitions, but the simplest and most widely accepted one is too much, too fast, too soon, and or too little for too long. Trauma includes Experiences like life events and conditions of living, such as racism, sexism, poverty. Okay, it's both experienced and perceived, which is why you can't tell someone what they experienced wasn't a traumatic experience. And this is also how two people can have the same experience. And one might need to go to therapy, but they can still function day to day. And the other person might have PTSD. It's essentially the experience of being overwhelmed or the perception of something and then feeling overwhelmed. And it overwhelms our usual coping mechanisms. So some people, they've heard of like big T trauma, little t trauma. There's complexities such as bullying, lack of love. And this is what we're talking about. This is why trauma can be so complex. It's the experience of being overwhelmed to the point where it overwhelms your normal coping mechanisms. I want to make that very clear. Every time you're overwhelmed, you're not experiencing trauma. Okay, let's just get that out there. So one thing that I think is really important is the experience of being overwhelmed isn't released when we tell our story. Trauma is not a quantity that can just be released. It is something that we process 
and learn how to live with once we gain new internal and external resources to coexist with. So when we talk about trauma healing, it's actually processing the experience and having resources so that we don't intensely experience the charge that is associated with trauma. So if we were overwhelmed during the original experience, the perception of the experience or the conditions, then we will be overwhelmed during the retelling of it. And this is really important because something will happen. We tell our friends, our family, go to a healing circle, a therapist without having new resources. And we become re-traumatized and we're reliving it all over again because trauma is in the body. And there's this misguided belief that if we understand or we tell our story, that that's enough for healing to take place. But you absolutely need those resources. Healing cannot take place without the resources. And we'll get to some examples of those later. So another thing about trauma is that it has a superpower of time travel. And I mentioned before, it's experienced felt in the body. May have heard of the body keeps score. That's what we're talking about. The past intrudes on the present and then the present controls our future. So time just collapses. And until we heal trauma, we are in that time collapse, essentially. So the effects of telling your trauma story before you're healed is you actually re-experience the event as if it's happening to you right now, right? Trauma is a time traveler. And your body will begin to tense up your heartbeat and your blood flow will change. Your vision will go out of focus. There's a cascade of hormones just coursing through your body. Your nervous system will go into fight, flight, or freeze depending on the state it was in during the event. There will be a scent there. There's many different things that can happen, but there can be overfocus, a sense of pressure, hurry, a sense of rigidness in our bodies. And these things occurring and repeatedly over time aren't good for your physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual health. It's just straight up draining. And repeating this over time, it wires our nervous system to be in this constant state of hyperarousal, hypervigilance, causing this to become our normal, which is why one of the things I'm always saying is just because it's normal doesn't mean it's right. One of the biggest indicators that you're re-experiencing is if while you're telling the story, it feels as if it's happening right now, that it's alive for you. I also want to point out that if we are in this constant state of arousal, 
then we can become so overwhelmed that we collapse. Like if you have a busy mind, it'll go blank. Instead of feeling the speediness, time just slows down. You can become dreamy and habituated to that and the endorphins that being in the dream state causes, right? This is also distraction. I mean, a lot of the, t- a lot of the distraction that we face nowadays are dopamine hits, but we're getting those, those hits, endorphins, dopamine hits from being in that distracted, dissociated state. Another effect of telling our story before we healed is it can actually cause trauma bonding, which is literally what it sounds like. You are forging a bond with somebody through our traumatic experiences. When we tell our story from an unhealed place, it's not just us who are affected, but also the people that are listening to it. And it's not just in the words we're saying, but it's the vibe we're saying it from. Actually, it's mostly the vibe of where we're saying it from. Humans are relational and emotional beings. And so emotions help drive our relations. And they will have a greater impact in our relationships than the words that are just said, right? Like we hear, oh, the vibe isn't right. We care more about that than the words actually being said. And so when we tell our trauma story, there's that hurriness, that pressure, that dis-ease that we feel. And coming back to the trauma bonding, there's that saying, misery loves company. And relaying our trauma experiences, it becomes a point of connection, okay? Humans and mammals are wired to seek connection. But going about it in this way of going back and forth between like your trauma stories, your negative experiences, that's, it doesn't create intimacy, it's intensity. And I want to say a lot of that, it's not our fault. Think about the rom-coms and the fairy tales that we grew up with. They romanticized intensity. And when we feel that intensity in the charge we receive from telling our story over and over again, in the intensity we feel during the share we do, we feel close to someone, but it doesn't have the consistency, the safety, or the trust built in that we're actually looking for because intimacy is built over time. So what is trauma healing? So our trauma is healed when we can tell the story and not re-experience it in real time. We're saying it as if it's a fact with the same charge as if you were to 
tell somebody that the sky is blue. I mean, there might be a little bit more of an emotional charge than that, but you get, you're picking up what I'm putting down, right? Okay. We tend to have this belief that if we don't feel the emotion, then we're invalidating the experience and we might feel guilty, but that's actually a good sign that you're healing. We don't have to feel the emotion for the experience to be important. Like I can say my grandma died and I'm sad about that and not feel the sadness right now. I can feel the love that I have for her in my heart, but I might not feel the sadness right now in saying that statement. And the lack of the emotion of overwhelming sadness, it doesn't negate the importance and the love that I have for her. Now, this doesn't mean, you know, that you'll never feel, that I will never feel the sadness again. But the intensity of when it first happened and being in the depths of the grieving process has diminished. And when we're on our way to healing trauma and when trauma is healed, we're able to feel the process of the original intensity, but it's in much smaller quantities that we can metabolize, digest it, feel it, and not be overwhelmed or consumed by it. So how do we heal trauma? It's through liberation and repatterning. So the liberation is the removal of the experience or condition that is threatening our safety. And repatterning is changing how the experience is lived and held in our body. So what happens during the event or condition is control is taken from us and we feel unsafe and powerless. So the very first thing that we want to do, that we need to do to move from trauma to healing is to have awareness, what's called interoception, the awareness to feel into ourselves. And we do this in a safe, measured, and gentle way. And the most effective way that I've found is through the breath, just feeling yourself breathing. You could also touch. Oh, the breath and touch is so, so powerful to help bring us back to our bodies. And so you can just gently stroke your face. Feel the sensations of your face and your fingers. And questions you can ask is, what's the texture? Is it soft? Is it smooth? What's the temperature of your skin? And part of the awareness process is to discern whether or not something is working for you. And then you stop and honor and celebrate yourself for noticing and stopping. In those moments, you took your power back and, and you made a choice, which is just amazing. And 
Maybe you need to start by dipping your toe in. Maybe stroking your face or settling in, it feels uncomfortable. Stop and come back to it another time. And this is just, we're not even talking or thinking about the trauma yet. This is just coming back to the body. Okay. So, like I mentioned, we want to, in the repatterning process, we want to bring safety and control, aka agency, authority, sovereignty into our lived experience now. So we first start this with cultivating and bringing in the practices where we feel safe and sovereign in your current experience. So using the body to do this, this can be done by taking the time to sit up straight in a sovereign body position breathe into your lower belly and just be present with that. I recommend eyes open with one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, and placing the focus on your breath and your hands. If it feels safe for you to close your eyes, then go for it. Closing the eyes actually really helps us with the interoception. But if you close your eyes and you do this practice and you start to feel really, really uncomfortable and like really charged and really aroused, then try it with your eyes open first and see what happens. And then once we start to get used to being in our bodies, then bringing in this practice when you think about the event, the circumstance, and when you currently experience uncomfortable, unpleasant, actually all emotions or sensations. And this rewires and regulates your nervous system as well as cultivates resilience not the bootstrapping, white knuckling it idea of resilience that we grew up with, but true emotional resilience. And this will increase your bounce back time when you're experiencing these difficult emotions and you train your nervous system that you are supported and you've got you. And when you know that you're supported and you've got you, your relationships will completely transform. You won't be codependent. You, I mean, it's a process letting go of codependency, but you'll let go of people-pleasing tendencies. The people that you feel like maybe they take you for granted, they're going to be out of your life. The relationships that are not aligned with you are going to fall away. And it all starts with feeling safe within yourself and being in your authority and having that body position. That is how we do it. Our bodies actually tell our mind how we're feeling. It's not our thoughts tell us our, there is an experience, 
something that reminds us of something from the past. And then our body, our nervous system reacts to that. And then it sends the signals to our brain. And then we have a thought that interprets the sensation that we felt in the body into whatever it is. So you work with the body and then the mind follows. Okay. And in repatterning, we essentially just do the opposite of the state that we were in. So if you were in fight or flight, in the feeling of being overwhelmed, right? All trauma, you're overwhelmed. But if you were in fight or flight, then you bring in the breath, you bring in calmness, you bring in stillness, right? Because fight or flight, you think about that involves movement. And so we want to bring in the opposite of that. If you were in a free state, then you bring in movement. And this can be done through dance, dynamic stretching, EFT tapping, what's called a butterfly hug, which essentially what you do is you take your hands and you wrap them around like this and you place them on your chest. And then you sort of tilt your hands back and forth kind of like a butterfly is flying. And then part of the agency, part of the interoception and the awareness is how do you want this to be? Do you want it to be slow with more pressure or do you want it to be fast with lighter pressure? Right? Whatever feels the most soothing to you. And I want to say, I do see so many people that are in a hyper aroused state and they do EFT tapping. And while that can be helpful to calm us a little bit, we do want to get to the point of repatterning. So if we do tapping, like I'm just going to use this point right here. This can sort of help us to release the charge a little bit. And then once we start to feel that calmness, then bringing in just the breath. And if we start to feel overwhelmed again, go back to the tapping. And of course, like you do deep breathing while you tap as well. And then, okay, the charge is starting to go away and then going back to the breath, right? And that will really help us repattern and cultivate that resilience. All right. I hope that this served you and I would love to know what was your biggest takeaway? What resonated, what landed with you? Just what you got out of this? Let me know in the comments below. I do read them. I will reply to them. Um, if you have any questions for me, you can ask in the comments. If you don't want to ask your question in the comments, I'm also going to put my Instagram so you can send me a private message in the description below. In the description below, I'm also going to put my link tree as well as other links, especially to my 14-day trauma detox. It is 
$14 and you get a PDF and it includes recipes, journaling prompts, somatic practices. So working with the body, the soma to release trauma and that's yours forever. And if you're a bit of a info nerd, there's quite a bit of information in there as well. And yeah, it's $14 and essentially a dollar a day for two weeks. Like I wanted to make it super affordable for anybody who is interested. I will leave that below. Thank you so much for listening to episode one. If you have any questions for me, you can always DM me on Instagram at I am Heather Gale. I'm going to link my Instagram in the description, in the show notes, so you don't have to go hunting around for it. And you can also, if you're on Spotify, I know there's a question box. So you can answer your question, ask your questions there, and I will answer them. You can also leave a comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. And if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, all the things. And I will see you next week.